verse 13, we read, Then little children were brought to him that he, Jesus, might put his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. You know, um, the greatest treasure that um, that a church has are are really its youth. And you look around here, God has blessed us with children. You know what I mean? Psalm one twenty seven. Children are an heritage of the Lord. And we think of that immediate as family, parents giving, given children and so on. But, um, the reality, any church that doesn't have children and a variety of children from age wise and a good number of children is really missing out. Now, Admittedly, when you have children in a church, um, carpets get stained and things get broken. And but I'll take that any day over um, over clean and quiet and no children. You know, Proverbs says, "Where there are no oxen, the barn is clean." I'm not calling our kids cows, but you know, where you have life, you have messes. But life is well worth the messes. And, um, you know, you think of children that God's entrusted thinking as a church body. Children are a message that we're sending to future generations. And and it's the only thing that you can send to future generations. I mean, we're vividly reminded um, how quickly things, just to mention, Marilyn Watts was here, her house is empty, up for sale, and just like that, that's how fast things happen. But, you know, what we invest in children goes on to future generations. And to realize the blessing carries a great responsibility. And I'm making the application to we as a church. Admittedly, parents have responsibility. But do you understand, as, as fellow members of the church, the church family, we will answer to God for what we've done with these kids. And I'm not just talking Sunday school classes and youth programs. Um, God gives a blessing of young life. He holds us responsible. He said um, stewardship requires faithfulness. So it's imperative that we teach them. Teach them the things that are going to matter in life, the things that will live beyond this life, the things that will help them to survive the storms of life. 
Our job isn't just to entertain them. If it was to entertain them, the world does a great job of entertainment. But our job is to teach and instruct. And it's important that we model an authentic faith that they see not just in their mom and dad, not just in their Sunday school teachers or who works with them on Wednesday night, but that they see in all of us. And they may not, they may not know our names, and maybe they do, but you know what? They can be touched by our lives. And they need to see a Christ-like spirit in us. They need to see, I'm not saying perfect, they need to see when we do fail, that we humbly repent, that we seek forgiveness, and that we get up and, and go on in the power of God. And they need to know that we invest in them. Not just tolerate them, not just, okay, they're here, but that we really do invest in them. In the men's Sunday school, we're talking some about leadership, and leadership is influence, and, and I challenge the men to... Make a list of people that have influenced them in person, uh, maybe through um, something they've written or whatever. And you know, as I've I've been I've had my list for a long time, but I get adding to it. Sometimes it's people now that are influencing me, and sometimes it's thinking back to others that influenced me and and in the Sunday school class when we were talking about this I it was brought to my mind I'd forgotten about this guy but I shared with them how um, the high school head football coach at Robbinsdale Minneapolis High School was in our church I was a fifth sixth seventh grader scrawny little kid but somehow he found out that I was involved in wrestling. And just about every Sunday, he'd come up to me and say, Dennis, did you have a tournament this weekend? And then if I did, then he'd ask, how'd you do? He didn't have to do that. To me, this was like Arlie Bombstead. Whoa, this is, you know... But that was the love of Christ caring about a scrawny little kid. Not that there was any, anything else involved, but that had an impact on me. I remember the, the first message I ever preached. I was 16 years old and I got done and I said, I am never preaching again. I am done. It's over. Boom. And there was in our church a just a very 
common man, um, Jack Giles was his name, and and he came up to me. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he encouraged me. He tried to encourage me. When he said it, you know, in my mind, this is what, I don't know, he said something like, that was a good job. In my mind, I said, you liar, you know. Uh, in my mind, I'm saying, you're in God's house. You shouldn't be lying like, you know. But I, I didn't want to hear any of it. I, I rejected it. But he tried to encourage me. And, you know, later that had an impact. When I was in high school, there was a lady in our church. Her name was Edith King. I, I don't know if she was single all her life or if she was a widow, but she ran a little Christian bookstore, and, and she, was, she was always trying to get me to come into the bookstore, and I didn't. And trying to encourage me to read. And um, one time she gave me a book, The Home Team Wears White. It was a Christian book about sports or something. And and I read it. And um, that that started an appetite for reading in me. She always was trying to get me to memorize Scripture. She was kind of, kind of eccentric. That's a nice way of saying weird. You know what I'm saying? But, but one day, I don't know what it was, but she, she offered some reward if I, if I'd memorized Psalm 24. And to this day, I can't tell you what it was, but it was sufficient enough that I memorized Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world. And, and she, she got me. That started some of my memorizing. In that same church, there was a man by the name of Fletcher Knotts. Um, he was another doozy, you know what I mean? He'd take train trips and... And he would keep an, an intricate detail of everything he did on the train trip and bring it home and share it with people. And you were, they were, I never read it. I was just a kid. But, I mean, couldn't hold it any longer, so had to, I mean, that's how intricate it was and lengthy, okay? But. He had memorized the Sermon on the Mount, and he was probably in his 70s. I thought that was really old then. But one night in church, he got up and quoted as a monologue, as a sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. And God used that in my, in my life, it was like, Man, if that guy can memorize that. And it's like God's Spirit said, you ought to work on memorizing that. 
and he had an influence on my life. A missionary that stopped by and was at our church. And as a kid, you know, you think, okay, missionaries come over. They talk, talk, talk with the adults, and then they leave. This missionary saw we had a basketball hoop on our garage outside, and he said to me, Dennis, you want to go shoot some hoops? I was a wrestler, but when I backslide, I'd go shoot hoops, all right? And um, and I thought, wow, number one, he noticed me. Number two, he took an interest in me and was willing to invest some time in me. And it was like, wow, this this guy's real. You know, you get this idea of missionaries or whatever. You know, God has given us kids here that you don't have to memorize the Sermon on the Mount, but maybe it's just take an interest and know their name and greet them by their name. Maybe it's take an interest in their life, what's going on in their life. They have a 4-H project or a sport or a hobby or whatever, and you check with them. Undoubtedly, it's praying for them. I mean, and not just our own. It's one thing to pray for our own, isn't it? It's another thing to pray for the kids. You know, because when one hurts, the whole body hurts. And when we invest, it makes a difference. To give to them, like I said, that Edith King offered me something. But, you know, a gift in secret opens many doors. But to take an interest in them and to realize the great treasure that is given. You know, we, we did this at the beginning of the school year, but I'm going to ask all the kids, high school and under, to come up here. Stay away from the track. Don't go near the track. We have it electrified If you to come up here. And again today, I want you to pick a kid, at least one kid, that's not a relative. Yeah, you big boys, keep them away from the track, all right? Look at that. That... You don't realize there's that many here when they're just crawling around, right? But, I mean, look at that. And every one of them has amazing potential, and every one of them has a bullseye on their chest that Satan wants to take them down. But God is greater. And it's not just going to happen through mom and dad and grandpa and grandma. It takes the church family. So don't just pick one because they outnumber us almost, all right? (laughs) Pick two kids, and you might pick one. If you really need a lot of prayer, act like it up there, all right? No, I... (laughs) 
<laughs> but pick two kids, and maybe you don't even know their name, but after today, find out their name, okay? Pick two kids that you're going to pray for and pray for them. And then start investing. See, we got more coming out of the woodwork, right? That's good. So, you have your two that you're going to pray for. Let's just um, close this part of the service by you pray for the two you're praying for, and I'll pray here. Lord, you truly have blessed in giving the abundant gift of life. And Lord, we thank you for every child and young person in this church body. And I pray your blessing on them. I pray that you would put a hedge of protection around them. And Lord, I pray that we as a church family would model for them genuine Christianity in the good times, in the bad times, on the mountaintops and in the valleys. And Lord, I pray that they would know you by seeing you through our lives. And I pray that each of these young people would would come to know personally a, a strong faith in you that would cause them to be victorious through the storms of life. And Lord, we pray that you would raise up many servants of you from this group and that you would be mightily glorified. So Lord, thank you for each of these young people. Thank you for the homes they represent. Thank you for the blessing that we have to know them. And we rejoice in your gifts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, kids.